Matt Mosley, Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. Cowboys going to be back in action. And uh, John Mishota joining us from The Athletic. John, did you uh, – did you did you take some time off? You had the bye week. Uh, did you yeah. did you do anything fun or go relax or or head to uh, you know? I, I just hope you I hope you had some good time away from the team. I, I really didn't do anything. I watched. Uh, I wanted to see what this whole Ted Lasso thing was about, so I knocked out uh, <laughs> twenty two episodes of that in uh, in about two days. So that's about the extent of uh, my exciting times over here overhyped or were you um did you did you love it because I, I i would think you probably heard so much hype you your standards for it were going to be very high and i can't remember if you're a soccer guy or not i think you probably do have a little love for soccer in you somewhere <laughs> did uh did, is it did you like it or did you think the hype was a little a little strong so Going off of it, you're totally right. Uh, the hype was, was pretty high, especially <clears throat> off that first row game. Uh, well, actually, second one. The uh, one in uh, L.A. when they played the Chargers. You know, I'm seeing all these billboards all over L.A. I'm like, all right, you know, I'll check this out when I get around to it, you know, maybe during the bye week or whatnot. And I thought it was good. Um, I'd say the way I would probably compare it would be like, um, I think it's like probably on Derek Carr level. Like, are there better quarterbacks out there that have played the game? Sure. I mean, but Derek Carr is a good solid starter if he's your starter that's that's pretty good but um it certainly isn't a uh Aaron Rodgers Tom Brady uh Peyton Manning level it's not breaking bad or uh something yeah. that would get me to binge watch it like that but I'm in I'm hooked now so they got me with that and, and I like the positive message of it but uh I don't think it's like the greatest thing I've ever seen I mean does the old curmudgeon Todd Archer our longtime friend from ESPN.com <laughs> who's a kind of a soccer guy he likes to you know, talk about Premier League, and he he pretends to know things about soccer. Do you think he likes it, or or is that is he just too much of a curmudgeon for it? <laughs> you know, that's a good point. I've never even asked him about that. I would yeah. think because he is a soccer fan, but you could be onto something there. He might not have time for stuff like that. You know, so and he's got the family <laughs> life going on. So yeah. I don't know. Good so question. he says, yeah, it is. Uh, it is John Mishota joining us from. The Athletic and uh, Cowboys coming back in. Boy, that was a nice way to go out, have the, the bye weekend. Of course, as only the Cowboys could, they had an arrest right away. Uh, Casey, I think you're the one who taught me to make sure I had that right. Casey gets the uh, the DWI right out of the chute. But for the most part, all the news has been you know relatively good. Um, there have been sightings now of Dak. And Dak seems to be kind of joking with you guys, and hey, we'll we'll talk when it's appropriate. Do you? Do you how do you think this is going to go? Limited, uh, kind of limited practice, then maybe get a practice in Friday or something like that. How do you? How do you kind of think? How do you anticipate this going with Dak as he as he works his way back? I think in terms of what we see, it'll be very limited, uh, mm-hmm. and then for the stuff that the media isn't allowed there out there for I think that you know he'll be out there doing most of the regular first team reps I just don't think he'll be you know maybe moving outside the pocket as much as he would in a normal game I think it's gonna you know that that's gonna be limited with within itself but ultimately I would be surprised at this point if he if he didn't play uh against Minnesota to the point where I think that if he doesn't play against Minnesota it would probably be because he suffered some type of a setback between, you know, now and, and Sunday, because he certainly doesn't seem like the type of guy 
uh, from what we saw the other day that is in any significant pain. Uh, everything we've heard from the Cowboys has, has been positive. And then I just continue to go back to just the way he was uh, right after the game uh, in New England and just cracking jokes as soon as he got to the podium because he's obviously wearing this walking boot. And he, you know, right off the bat gets asked, you know, what's that on your foot? And he's like, oh, these are Jordans. And he's like, no, what on the other foot? Oh, yeah, no, yeah, that's just, that's no big deal. Like, and then he's laughing about it. And you're just kind of mm-hmm. like, if this was really that serious, would I just don't see a guy on his position, especially a guy coming off of missing most of last season joking about something like this. So I, I would say to Cowboys fans, I, the biggest concern would be that he gets out there and, and he suffers some type of a setback in the game uh, or during a practice or something like that. But as of right now, uh, I think he's good to go. How confident do, do you sense this team is uh, sitting there at 5-1, and one, um, you know, on a roll, and, and now being discussed as possibly a top-five team in the NFL? It used to be they would say things like, Oh, I wish we could fast forward to the playoffs. I remember some Wade Phillips teams that were like that. Does this seem, that, that from what you can tell, does this seem like the kind of team, though, that can kind of keep their heads down and realize, hey, we can't, we can't kind of look ahead because you know how this gets. When the Cowboys are good, it's like the parades start to happen. Do you think this team's kind of wired to not really to you know buy into that? I do, and I think it's because their expectation is to win the Super Bowl. It's to, it's not to get to the playoffs. It's not to maybe win a game in the playoffs. It's they think that they're good enough to win a Super Bowl. And I think that even though I don't know that any player, you know, front office member has said this publicly, but I think one of the big reasons why is not only because of what the talent is they have on their roster, but how many guys have stepped up that really haven't happened in years past. Like, no one was really expecting Micah Parsons to have this impact. Uh, Trayvon Diggs that make this immediate of a jump from year one to year two. And then, more importantly, just Michael Gallup gets hurt, and then you have other guys like Cedric Wilson and Dalton Schultz step up. You have Lyle Collins uh, get suspended for five games, and and they're going to start Terrence Steele for five games. And he's been fine. Like that, nobody thought that that was going to happen. Uh, you know, you lose Neville Gallimore. No one was expecting Osa Digizua to come in there and be, uh, you know, an, an above average, a good defensive tackle in his rookie year out of a third round pick. There's just been so much of of that that necessarily hasn't been there in the years past. And so I kind of, in a way, compare it to 2014 and 2016. So in 2016. I thought that they, you know, they, they caught fire, but it was kind of like a young man's like Dak and Zeke leading the way where it was kind of like, hey, we don't know anything else other than this. this is, we're rookies. Like, let's mm-hmm. just ride this wave. In 14, though, it was a lot more veteran type, you know, Romo, uh, Witten leading the way and things like that. And I see this as being basically like 16, except for, you know, there's been the growing pains with Zeke and Dak and some of these other guys that are the face of this team. Like, they're ready to w- win. I mean, like, Dak isn't sitting here to just being content by making the playoffs. Amari Cooper comes from a college football program that they compete for a national title every year, and he hasn't done come close to that since his NFL career started. C.D. Lamb, same way at OU. So I, I think that while we on the outside, it's kind of like it's kind of like this. This is probably my best way I can describe it. I always say this to my brother because we always we'll always joke around about how bad the Lions are, and I'm like, yeah, we know that because we've lived through it for 20, 30 years of watching it and it's the same stuff every year. But these guys, most of these guys don't know it because they're not around for it. It's a young man's mm-hmm. league. I mean, it's just on to the next one. Like like what you're saying about Wade Phillips and stuff like that, while you and I can recognize that, 
I don't think Ezekiel Elliott, Amari Cooper, CeeDee Lamb, and Dak Prescott care about that. So I, I, I think that they have kind of one-track mind blinders on that. They really do believe that they can compete with anybody in the league. John Mishota from The Athletic uh, joining the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. Maybe I sometimes think that, like, Brady James is going to walk through the door and start <laughs> saying those things and, like, mess things up or something. <laughs> oh, Brady never forgave me for some of my sarcastic comments over the years. Um, do you think Jerry will start pushing Mike McCarthy for this USC opening? Could you see him? <laughs> I'm telling you. I'm telling you. I'm a fan. I think the fans, there's definitely fans out there that would do that for sure, <laughs> even some media members. Um, but I don't think that Jerry, and I don't think Jerry or Steven are like that. I think that Jerry and Steven are, are thrilled with what Mike's done up to this point. And I, like, I legitimately believe that they're going to they're gonna be fine with if Kellen Moore gets a head coaching job and, and takes it. Like, they're just going to go on to the next one, whereas fans look at it as like, they, they automatically think of Sean Payton and it's like, oh, my God, we're going to lose this guy. And then mm-hmm. here we go. Kellen Moore is going to take the Bears job and, and he's going to turn Justin Fields into Drew Brees. And for like the next 10 years, the Bears are going to be this you know model franchise. And we missed out on this. But I don't get the sense at all from Jerry <laughs> or Steven talking to them that they have any concerns about Mike McCarthy at all. Like they're thrilled with what he's done. And while we have been critical of him, I mean, because we did get to see all of last year. Uh, obviously, you know, what Mike Nolan did on the defense and, and, and how bad that was, you know, there's some, there's things, management things that we can point out, but I just don't get the sense that I, I think Jerry gives him a mulligan for last year uh, because of COVID and he's thrilled with the way that this year started. And you always got to remember this. this is one of the things that will always stand out to me about Jerry Jones and how often he says this is he always says that if you've seen someone do it before, they can do it again. And that to me is kind of scary because anybody can have just like a, a, a one good season. And, but Jerry will believe that that player can do that forever because they had this breakout. But my point is that he thinks because Mike McCarthy's success at Green Bay, he can repeat that with the Dallas Cowboys, get them back to a Super Bowl. So I don't think he will be pushing them towards USC. I, I'm with you. Jerry always remembers the gushers. Not the yep. not all the dry holes, and so I think there yep. is something uh, to that. Did you see Tomlin, Mike Tomlin today, get uh, worked up about being asked about the USC opening? Like I, I was just laughing. You and I talking about this. If like somebody asked McCarthy, like Mike, what your name's coming up with uh, USC and this opening over at LSU? Don't you think he would like almost like feel good about it? Like that? Well, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> Tomlin was Tom, Tomlin was very upset about it. Tom, Tomlin, that that did surprise me. Uh, uh, I mean, just hearing that answer, I was like, uh, simple no would have sufficed. Like, I don't know, man. That's almost like a guy that's like, what do you dislike USC or something? Like, I don't, I don't think he needed to take it to that level, especially for a guy like Mike Tomlin who doesn't generally make statements like that. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe he's frustrated with something going on. Uh, with their team right now, but like, I didn't think that it was that bad of a question. And then I was, I, I was kind of, I don't know, I guess I was kind of neutral on the answer. And then at the very end, because that was clearly the ender to end their press conference. And then when he just said the thing about, you know, does anybody, is anybody asking Sean Payton? And, and I want to say, maybe he said Pete Carroll about this. I'm just kind of like, 
yeah, I'm sure they have been asked about your coach. That's like being mentioned for like a big time job. Like, yeah, I don't know. I don't think this is the worst thing. Like just say, no, I'm, I have no interest in that. I'm a coach of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Like, I don't know. Was I missed the twelve follow ups where they were grinding on him to where he just got so angry that he had to fire off like that. Like, I, don't, I love Mike Tomlin, but I, that, I thought it was bizarre. I think he's saying Andy Reid, Sean Payton have won Super that's Bowls, it, that's and no it. one's yeah, no one's asking you know him about that or whatever. But uh, yeah, yeah. No, I hey, once Matt, said, Matt, 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 real quick, real quick. No, but yeah. Sean Payton is is constantly asked. Now I won't say it's every day or every month, but like how many times has Sean Payton been asked since winning a Super Bowl in New Orleans about the Cow- Cowboys job, and not even when it's open? It's like Jason Garrett would lose a game, and it would be like, <laughs> so Sean, what about that Cowboys job? Like it it comes with the dinner. Yeah, and it used to have something to do with the fact that he was like, commuting. Remember that at one point he was going to live right. <laughs> with his kids out at Vaquero Club. <laughs> in the Dallas area and commute to New Orleans. And all the Saints fans were like, what? This was right after the Super Bowl. And he was going to uh, – and then he – by the way, Tomlin ended that thing by saying something like, they could give me a blank check and I wouldn't do it. And um, I once said that to the Dallas Morning News years after I left. I said they could they could give me – no, no, I would – if they handed me one, I would fill it in and go right on back over there. Um, well, listen, it, by the way, if you had to name right now, you're kind of a, what I'd like to call a Kellen Moore whisperer. Uh, you've, you've admired his work over the years, and, and obviously he's uh, much admired now. If you had to say right now where he's going to be the head coach of next season, and you can say he'll still be the coordinator of the, of, of the Cowboys, but that would be a cop-out answer. Where, where will he be the head coach next year? I really, like I said, I really think the Bears make the most sense. I don't see how their coach comes back next year. Um, They're a team that has just invested into this young quarterback. That makes a ton of sense to me. That would be my number one. The other one that would be intriguing is if Urban Meyer at the end of the year is just like, yeah, this isn't isn't for me. Because I think for a guy like Kellen Moore – I think the only way that you should absolutely leave what you have right now in Dallas is if it's one of the elite organizations in, in NFL history, which obviously isn't the Jaguars, or if it has that young franchise quarterback, because as we know, you just look across the landscape of the NFL, like, can you win without a franchise quarterback? Sure. The Eagles won it without, without one, but to be a contender year after year, after year, you're going to have to have that franchise quarterback. So I think that if it was one of those type of teams that has that guy, I think it would be really tough for him to turn it down, whether it ends up working out for him. I know Jacksonville doesn't really thrill a lot of people, but Trevor Lawrence should, and so should Justin yeah. Fields. And so those are two that stand out to me because, you know, like it's like knowing people in Detroit, people joke around about, yeah, going back to the line because he had played there. I don't see that. I don't see them moving on from Dan Campbell that quick. So it's all about what jobs are open. And then, like I said, if there's a good quarterback there, for him, the type of coach yeah. he is, that would make a ton of sense. Yeah. yeah, I mean, why would you move on from Dan Campbell? He's got that thing headed in the right direction. <laughs> He's biting kneecap. <laughs> All right. All right, John. I hope to uh, I hope to see you soon, okay? Absolutely. Always a good time talking to you. Yes, yes, yes. I, we, we should make it happen even more often. There he goes. John Mashota with the um, – with the athletic, 